fight or flight, it's amazing for that moment with the lion in the forest, but it's not a great way to make decisions about work, to make decisions about your finances, to make decisions about other areas of your life because it's, it's a very narrow focus. And also there are health issues with being in fight or flight more often than is healthy. Like your, I said, um, the blood goes away from your digestive system to your limbs so that you can run or fight. If that's happening on a regular basis, that might be contributing if you have any digestive issues. Hi, I'm Brim Bamber, and this is the Burnout to Brilliance podcast, where you'll learn how to go from overworked and overwhelmed to a place where you realize your sensitivity is your greatest gift, and you're energized by both your work and your life. Here we go. Hey, everyone. I am excited to be here to talk about mental health during the pandemic during this challenging 12 month period a lot of us have been in or you know really all of us i imagine have been impacted in some way and to talk about what tools you can use to heal from everything that has happened and continues to happen and how to feel better, basically. So as you all know, I do not have to, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but the last 12 months have been very intense. There is a global pandemic. There's continued racial injustice that has been you know spiking with certain events there have been environmental crises fires all sorts of things happening you know the the global economy has been impacted by the pandemic a lot of things have happened in the past 12 months that have contributed to a collective trauma. So things, <laughs> this, the, the past 12 months have been unpredictable. Things that have happened, have happened that were unexpected. And, you know, with the pandemic, there has been more death and more sickness with the racial injustice, there have been murders happening, captured on video. And, you know, with the environmental crises, similarly, we're seeing these images. And so that has an impact. So the first message I really want to send to everyone is that February, you know, I live in Canada. Here it's pretty cold. February is hard without all of everything happening, without like lockdowns and, you know, all of that. And, and, and this past 12 months have, 
made this February even more difficult. And so what happens when we go through a collective trauma is that it's going, if you have any other traumas from either your childhood or even as a teenager or as an adult, it's going to trigger those old traumas. And so at this point, I would say that everyone is suffering from a certain level of PTSD. Now, of course, that's not a clinical level. I'm not saying that everyone is like needs to be clinically diagnosed with PTSD, but some people it's more mild, some people it's more severe, but by everything that has happened in the past 12 months, combined with whatever other traumas you might have gone through, whether it's something like bullying as a child or, or something more extreme, everyone is at some level of PTSD. So what I really wanted to focus on today in this training is what are the main signs and symptoms of PTSD and how to heal, how to get up to a place where your nervous system feels more safe and more grounded. So one of the main signs and symptoms of PTSD is when your nervous system goes into fight or flight, when it doesn't necessarily, um, there isn't a, a, a physical threat. So we have this fight or flight response, which is amazing if there is a lion in front of you, if there is a person with a knife, coming towards you, that's what fight or flight is for. It's for these um, times of acute danger. There is danger that is imminent that could hurt you and you do literally, you need to run away or you need to fight the person. You have to make your way to safety. And so when we're in fight or flight, the, the energy rushes to our limbs, it moves away. You know, if you are digesting a hamburger, the blood moves away from your stomach. You're not going to digest the hamburger right now. All of that blood is going to go to your limbs so that you can fight. There's energy that goes to your jaw so that you can get away or you can fight and you can protect yourself physically, which is this amazing response for those times when we need to actually fight or flight. With PTSD, our nervous systems will go into fight or flight at a time when it isn't required. So an example could be maybe you get a email from your boss and your boss is like not super happy and your nervous system goes into fight or flight. Or you get a text from your friend or something happens where you're worried about maybe it's your finances or you're worried someone is mad at you and your nervous system goes into fight or flight. The, the problem with that is fight or flight, it's amazing for that moment with the lion in the forest, but 
it's not a great way to make decisions about work, to make decisions about your finances, to make decisions about other areas of your life because it's, it's a very narrow focus. And also there are health issues with being in fight or flight more often than is healthy. Like your, I said, um, the blood goes away from your digestive system to your limbs so that you can run or fight. If that's happening on a regular basis, that might be contributing if you have any digestive issues, that kind of thing. So when we're in fight or flight and we try to live our lives, you know, in the context with where there is no bear, there is no tiger in the room with you, what can happen is we can apply that fight or flight brain to what's in front of us which isn't helpful. And I guess I want to start by saying like, I have done this a lot myself. <laughs> um, I uh, have some childhood trauma. And so I, you know, was one of these people that was in fight or flight a lot of the time and my nervous system still goes there today at times when it's not required. And so I know this intimately. <laughs> from a personal level. So when you're in fight or flight, the problem is when you're trying to make decisions about your real life from that place is, for example, with you know running a business, if any of you are business owners, fight or flight looks for the way, the pathway to safety and your brain goes into this tunnel vision where there's one pathway to safety. When there is a bear in front of you, you don't want to be like, huh, like, let's consider all the options. You just want to see the tree, climb the tree fast. So when we're applying that to say, for example, your business, you might think that there's only one way for your business to be safe. So maybe you're trying to decide between a WordPress website and a Squarespace space reps website. If you're in fight or flight, that's going to feel like a very intense, important decision where there's only one pathway to safety, where in reality, people have amazingly successful businesses on WordPress and on Squarespace. That decision isn't the most important decision. It's not going to make or break your business, but people will go there and, and get really wrapped up about it because they've tied the success of their business to their finances, to their well-being, and they think there's only one pathway to safety. Another example is parenting your children. You might think that there's only one right way to parent your child. Your child is, you know, struggling with being bullied or struggling with um, online school right now and you think there's only one right solution and you have to find the right solution to parent your child whereas in reality there are many different ways to parent your child that will result in your child having a healthy childhood there's not only one pathway to safety for your child so as you can see when you apply this fight or flight brain to your life, A, it makes your life way more stressful because you think you have to choose the one right way to safety. 
and B, you know, it doesn't always result in the best decisions, or maybe you take a super long time to make decisions because you're over-researching everything when really it doesn't really matter. Using Squarespace or WordPress for your website, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it matters very little. <laughs> and so it, it can, you know, waste your time, type your energy, and doesn't leave you, you know, space and mental, you know, decisions take up a lot of mental space. And so if you're scared of making a decision and running through it in your head over and over, all that mental space can't be used for whatever you want in your life. Like maybe you're at a point in your life where you want to really focus on your health and, and healthy eating. And, and if your brain is tied up in these minute decisions, but making them very important, it's hard to focus on your health or maybe you want to focus on your love life, whatever it is. So the good news is the first step to healing this is awareness. So even as you're watching, you know, whether you're watching this live or you're watching the replay, if you can just start to think, okay, where is this maybe impacting me? Where am I getting stressed about something that maybe I don't, maybe it's not a life or death situation. In fact, maybe I don't need to get incredibly stressed about these decisions and, and my nervous system is going into fight or flight because, you know, like there's no blame here. If you go there, it is a symptom of PTSD. It means you've gone through some hard things that have been hard for your nervous system to process. So your process, your nervous system can get stuck more in the fight or flight cycle, or it can be very easily triggered there because you needed it to be triggered there at some point. And so, you know, not to blame, but to be aware of when do I feel grounded and centered and relaxed? And when do I go into an anxious place? When do I go into a place where I really don't feel safe, even though there is no lion in the room? So the first step is awareness. The first step of healing is awareness. The second step is finding pathways to a more grounded place. So there's fight or flight, which is where you're anxious and stressed. There's what's called the window of tolerance. And that's where, you know, you can feel some emotion, but it's not, it doesn't overwhelm you. You feel generally grounded and centered and safe. And maybe you feel like a little bit excited or a little bit anxious, but it's not this overwhelming anxiety that's making you feel like every decision is like super, super important, which is a sign of fight or flight. The other way, place your nervous system can go is into freeze where, you know, maybe you're being interviewed by someone and you don't know what to 
say and your brain just goes blank or you want to hide, you feel very lethargic. So being aware if you're in fight or flight, if you're in freeze, and then finding pathways back into that window of tolerance where your nervous system is dynamic, you can be playful from the place of tolerance. Um, you know, you're able to <laughs> laugh at jokes and, and you're not in this place of intense stress. So the first step of healing is awareness, just being aware of when your nervous system is what we would call dysregulated. You, you're not feeling grounded and centered and you aren't able to access a calm space. The next step is starting to create pathways back to a grounded and centered place. So the first tool and technique I am going to share with you to get back to a grounded and centered place is the 5-4-3-2-1 method. So you can do it with me right now on this video and you can try it out even if you are you know feeling relatively grounded and centered just play with me here let's do this so you're going to start with five things you can see so look around the room and just check for five things you can see and just check if they're safe check if there is like an intruder with a knife or lion in your whatever room you're in and just check I can see a guitar a banjo a window a mirror a door five things you can see then you're going to move into four things you can touch so I'm going to touch my sweater I'll touch my ring my hair and I'll touch the desk I'm sitting at so four things you can touch three things you can hear so take a deep breath and listen to the space and again checking you're checking if the sounds are safe you're checking if you know is my desk feel safe yeah it feels safe when I touch it you can listen to the sound of my voice any other sounds you might here, two things you can smell. So just take a deep breath in. And see what you can smell in the space that you're in. And again, do those smells smell safe to you? Is, there, is it a sign of danger or not? And one thing you can taste. So this method helps to bring your nervous system when your nervous system is unnecessarily in fight or flight it's in you know some memory of the past or some projection of the future where you are there's physical bodily harm coming to you and so the 54321 method helps you to come back to a grounded centered where you're in reality with the space that you're in and hopefully your nervous system has taken the cues that okay there is no 
you know, mountain lion in this room with me. Now, you know, I want to preface this by saying like, when before I started to on really on my healing journey, and even after I was on my healing journey for a while, for me, what for whatever reason, being late has always been this huge trigger. And if you had told me, like, you're safe, I would have been like, no, I'm not safe. If I'm late, maybe I'm going to get in trouble with my boss if I was late for work. And maybe I'm going to get fired and then maybe I'm going to lose my job and then I won't be able to get another job and then I won't have enough money and then I'll be homeless and then, you know, there'll be bodily harm to me because I won't have a home. So my brain would go like 10 steps ahead. And so I don't know how I would have reacted in those moments when I was late if a coworker had been like, no, you're physically safe. I don't know if I would have bought it or if I would have been like, what's wrong with you? We need to be on time. (laughs) So you have to, you know, start to buy in and start to realize, okay, you know, and sometimes with this part of me that gets really anxious and overwhelmed, I'll go to the worst case scenario with this part of me. I'll go to like, okay, what if we do lose the job? Probably not going to happen if you're five minutes late for a meeting, unless it's like very, very consistent. Even then, probably still not going to happen. But if it does, and you lose the job, you're still going to be physically safe. You can apply for other jobs. Worst case scenario, if you really ran out of money, you could move in with a relative. Like, your body is still going to be safe. So that's the five, four, three, two, one method that can help you get back to a grounded place. Another hack that I developed when I started to realize, oh my gosh, my nervous system's in fight or flight way more than I want it to be. Because being late was such a trigger for me, I would often like be on the subway or on the bus or something on my way to a meeting or on my way to work when I would have these like panic attacks about being five minutes late, basically. And so one hack that I developed that really helped me to ground because I I got to a place where I was in awareness but I'm like I'm on the bus I'm gonna be five minutes late and my nervous system thinks I am going to die but it was hard I was like how do I get my nervous system out of there you know like this uh, there's this vibrating energy inside me and it it really feels real even though I you know I'm a little bit more aware now that I'm probably going to not die if I'm five minutes late. And so one of the hacks that I came up with, and I'm always like a little embarrassed for some reason when I share this, but it was really helpful for me. So I'm going to be embarrassed for you. (laughs) Is uh, the hack was looking around the room and seeing if there was anyone I was attracted to looking around the space and seeing who am I attracted to on this bus. And then if I found someone, it would somehow help me bring me back into my body, bring me 
connected to my pelvis and I would just look at them, you know, hopefully not too creepily <laughs> from far away. I wouldn't go close or anything, but I would look at them and let that person ground me because somehow if I was attracted, it's like this thing where I don't think you can be in fight or flight and like attracted to someone at the same time. So it would help me ground, come back to the present moment where there's this like cute person in front of me. So that's another tool that you can use. Another tool that works well for me when I can convince myself to do it because you know, sometimes when I'm in fight or flight, I get caught up in it and I'm like, I don't wanna take a break. I don't wanna stop. I don't have time to stop. But when I can convince myself to do like a three minute dance party, that really helps again, bring me back into my body, into the present moment. I check around, there's no lion. <laughs> and I can come back to a grounded, centered place. Other things that can help are, you know, masturbating can help. If that's a practice you enjoy doing, having sex with someone who you care about and who cares about you, you know, asking your partner or your roommate to hold your hand and squeezing their hands. A lot of what I'm suggesting deals with the physical body because once we're fully like not in our bodies in this super anxious way where our body like thinks we need to fight or flight, but in our bodies in a place where, where we know our bodies are safe, a safe place to be and it's safe to digest. There's enough time, you know, the energy to the blood to go to our digestive system to our immune system, then we get ourselves out of the fight or flight. So this is a work in progress type of thing. You know, I wish I could say, okay, you watch this training and then you're good. I'm going to give you these couple of tools and you put them in your back pocket and it's going to be no problem. And in my experience, it has been like building this muscle of learning to A, the muscle of awareness of being aware, okay, I'm in fight or flight and there is no lion in the room. What do I need to do? And then secondly, when I'm, I'm in that place and I know I don't need to be in fight or flight right now to learn how to get grounded learn how to ground myself. And so that has been, you know, it's taken time and, and the more I've practiced, the better I've gotten at it. And yeah, it hasn't been a quick fix. It's been a long fix and it has been so life-changing. So I really recommend you try this. You, you bring these practices into your life because 
it's life changing to be in the present moment more pleasure and joy and and all of the things we want those things are available when we're in the present moment and when we're in fight or flight because of something from the past or some fear about the future we aren't in the present we aren't able to take in all the beauty all the joy that is this life and you know the painful emotions too I often you know say to my clients like I don't want to never be sad when something sad happens when you know a relationship ends or someone passes away I want to feel sad I don't want to feel happy and I want to feel angry when there's some sort of injustice I want to feel angry if someone tries to cross a boundary of mine. So it's not about being in joy or pleasure all the time, but it's being in the present moment with whatever emotions or feelings are happening so that you can have your full humanity. And also, you know, when you're grounded, you just make better decisions. When I was in fight or flight a lot and trying to grow my business, it didn't work that well. I didn't make that great of decisions. When I was in fight or flight a lot and like trying to, you know, find a romantic partner, it didn't work that well. Because, you know, I was like, oh, this person needs to save me or I really need a partner, you know, and that energy came off as like, median grasping and so you know the other piece of fight or flight is that whatever your goal is whether it's a health goal or a money goal or a romantic goal the more you heal this fight or flight thing you can pursue that goal from a grounded centered place from a place where you feel safe and so it's going to be so much easier to create that goal to make that happen so I have a couple things for you I have an anxiety training that um, it's a video it's about 10 minutes long and it's the perfect thing to listen to when you are actually in a lot of anxiety, in a panic attack, in fight or flight, this 10 minute video, I promise you that it will, if you, you know, do your best to listen to the instructions, it's going to reduce your anxiety. It's not going to always take it all away, but it's going to give you enough space from your anxiety that you can face whatever practical issues in front of you from a more grounded and centered place. And this is the training <laughs> that I share the most often with my clients that my clients say really can shift things for them when they're spiraling. So the URL for that is tinyurl.com slash anxiety training. 
So if you want to, you know, get that, um, I send you the video and I also send you an audio file of it. So you can like download it on your phone and just have it wherever you are. <laughs> Sneak into the bathroom, listen to the training for 10 minutes. So that um, is available to you. And the other thing that I have to offer is if you feel like everything I've been saying, like this is you and this is really the thing that's holding you back in your life and you want some support, this is the exact work I do with my clients. Most of my clients, all of my clients, what am I saying, um, struggle with anxiety. And so healing this kind of, of patterns and, and bringing yourself into a pattern where you're grounded more often, where you're able to do all those things I was talking about earlier, access pleasure, joy, feel all your feelings, work towards your sacred goals, whatever your sacred goal is at this moment. So if this is you, <laughs> I want to offer you a free one hour consultation with me. We will either hop on the phone or hop on Zoom and you can tell me all about, you know, your current struggles. We'll talk about your, your dream life, where you want to go. We'll talk about what's in the way, what has stopped, been stopping you to get there so far. And we'll explore whether you and I working together can be that support that you need to achieve your goal. So if you are interested, if you would like to be a part of that, you can either, you know, send me a friend request or a message request on Facebook or you can email me at Bryn at BrynBamber.com and I'm more than happy to meet you and get to know you and, and to hear about your current struggles and we can talk about whether working together is going to be the right fit for you or not. So thank you so much for being with me and, and investing this time into your own mental health. So important, especially now. Thank you so much. Take good care. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to pick up my free guide, reduce stress and get an hour of your day back. You can find that at brynbamber.com slash relax. That's B R Y N. B-A-M-B-E-R dot com slash relax. Have a lovely and relaxing day.